it's the computer. It probably is. It probably is. Yeah. And we don't have those. You know, the other, my old computer would kind of freeze up for a second. So there could be these Mm. little blocks of time that didn't get, that I would have to try to. Yeah, but I never heard it. Oh, I did. See, that's because you know about that. Yeah, I know where they are. See, I'm an accountant. (laughs) You're a mathematician. I know what I know. You know what yeah. I mean? So Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you've been you you've been pretty blessed with the grades thing, man. We really I don't I'm gonna have to stay on it. and I'm so happy. that's one of the reason I'm happy about the new FBC coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he's gonna he's gonna help it's in very that, good. Yeah, he's gonna help in that regard. He gives a crap. Oh man. Listen. You know, I he, mean he is um, have I mentioned that I'm jealous. I he I think about Joseph all the time. Mm-hmm. Um I think about it all the time. And um, everybody, like even Matt's like, I'm just so happy I got three more years with him. Mm-hmm. And like when he said to me, like, take care of all that before he gets to me. I was like, man, I'm, not, I'm never, you know, you know how I am. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't I don't assume anything for him. But to hear a coach, like, he's going to be here next year. Mm-hmm. That, I was like, oh, shit. So here's what I'm ready for. I'm ready for a little buzz from the girls' side of things. Uh, you know, but he seems like I, I got, you got to give him a chance. I'm absolutely going to give him a chance. I'm absolutely going to give him a chance. But and also maybe a call. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I might just reach out. <laughs> like, and find out some things. What I what I noticed like every like I remember when every when everybody was like oh you should get the head coach job blah 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 and I and I knew like in my mind like, I can't do that like it takes like Coach Williams is away from his wife and daughter mm-hmm. many many hours mm-hmm. like he had to take a day off the other day just to make it a long weekend for more like Labor Day because like. Dude, I've been going every day since the summer, and I just had a baby. Mm-hmm. And COVID is here, and I, you know, I spent some time with my family, and my parents came to see me. Like his parents came to see him, and he was still at the gym. And yeah, I mean that that job is about a lot more than what happens at practice. And he's created a buzz uh, based on whether it's his Twitter account. Um, you know, he's reaching out to people. You know, being at the Carver gym. Stepping in the referee that day, all these things. What are the girls gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. I got um, like he's talked to me a couple times, uh, and all he keeps talking about Flagler United, uh, which is fine. Uh, I can't help him though. I wish I could. Like if I didn't have a son coming in, I would mm-hmm. think about it. But coach, you know, Coach Williams is good, man. I think I'm, I'm trying to be on the bus for that ride. Mm-hmm. So, welcome to the dining room studio. It's Monday afternoon. Yes. Once yep. again, I, I texted you on a Sunday and was like, <laughs> I don't want to put on pants. <laughs> like, I'm going I'm gonna, to do holiday. some projects. I'm going to clean my closet. And I would, you know, I'd just sons. be sitting in the bed, so. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I see them all. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an absence of wanting to record. It was, it was just a long weekend. So, I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. take one day to not have... Plus, you had company all yeah, day Saturday. We did. I mean, he stayed a long time. I figured she would, though, because mm-hmm. she called, and I was on Seminole Woods Parkway already. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I just left, you know. But I had already, I had been here since 12, though. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say from 12 to 9. Like, I'm not, I don't live here. <laughs> you could have. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we were hanging out. Yeah, so she was like, oh, I'm going to go over there and have a couple of beers. And I was like, all right. So I knew mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to see her for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then she got mad. She probably stayed a little longer after that. <laughs> Did she get mad? No, at me with the whole park thing. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Strongly Worded Podcast. I'm Sue O'Lear. And I am Johnny Hampton. And we are in the dining room studio on yeah. Labor Day. Labor Day. But, Labor I, but, day. but I worked all day. I know. So did I. So did Joey. So did Eb. I didn't have to. I didn't have to work, but I want my week to go smooth. So I wanted to get some stuff done. Well, the universe was smiling on me today because it was really easy. It was quiet. The phone didn't ring. My job is pretty easy all the time now. Love it. Well, my job I have a handle on, but I don't work at that front office. 
So, mm. you know, there's always stuff coming up that I don't know how to do. And what? then I look dumb because, I mean, I run the whole place, but I don't know how to. But that always happens, though. Right, and let you know, how many people do you know in this day and age that, like, worked every station on their way Exactly. Up? You know what I'm saying? Like, that only happens now, maybe in restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Most and com- I could do all those things at Grand Haven at my previous right, place. Right, because that's where you were. Because that's and that's mm-hmm. what I did. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I I I loved knowing everything that was going on up there. I loved mm-hmm. knowing all it, but I don't I don't miss being up there. I missed my office where I can shut the door and <laughs> look at my reports and <laughs> yeah. out the window. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Stephanie, my assistant, does. A great job. <laughs> well, you you knew that though. You you mm-hmm. wanted, yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I'm glad that's working out. Yeah, I've got a good a good staff there. They they handle a lot. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting week at my job. Some stuff went down last week, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do my work, man. So last week was all lead up. Like we had a topic that we were going to talk about a little bit, but then I had my little bullet point list of things to warm us up and we never got to our topic. And we started talking about Three's Company. (laughs) We spent a lot of time talking about Three's Company. (laughs) The good news is I haven't watched anything but football and Sons of Anarchy since we last recorded. So I don't have a whole hit list of. Yeah. For me, what did I watch? Trivia. I watched uh, Money Heist on Netflix. Mm. And then I uh, started been watching Billions, which I watched the whole first season of Billions back in like 2016 mm-hmm. and then forgot about it. And I like the show, too. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Billions is on Amazon Prime right now. OK. Um, yeah. And if you have Showtime, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so it's a good show. Yeah. Well, we're in season four of Sons. Yeah, I got to watch that. Everyone. And mom's been my mom's been watching the. <laughs> The Yellowstone Marathon. Oh, Yellowstone. Yeah. Cause Another great show. I'll be back. Yeah. Come soon. Can't so, wait. So I don't have a, I don't have a punch list of, I will say this, this morning I posted in the group. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. In the strongly worded group. You guys have all had time to listen to the episode now. Give me some tweets. <laughs> like, Crickets. Where? I know. It's, we have over 50, 60. Some of these episodes have over a hundred something downloads. I know. We have 200 people in the group. And they don't say a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, I, they'll hit me on the side. Some of them, like that, I know or whatever. Like, but dude, yeah, we you're gotta liking get our the, people more vocal. You're liking the post on Instagram. You're liking the post. You gotta be vocal, man. I know. And give me some tweets. Listen, if if one of you writes a tweet that they end up reading on way too early about why we were up mm-hmm. way too early, piece of merch from the shop. You know, it's all we, yours. You know, what we gotta shoot for. We gotta shoot for one day to have a live episode. A live episode. Mm-hmm. So, like having people call in real time. Yeah. Cool. We gotta shoot for that. I don't know how that. I'm I in. I don't know how that works. I. You know, it's funny. The non-engineer person just say, "Hey, you know what?" <laughs> yeah, but I think we can do that on Podbean. <laughs> you know what? It's an upgrade. <laughs> let's try this <laughs> and i'm like oh crap and i don't do that shit means, that means i gotta go figure it out i don't know how to do any of it let me consult the google <laughs> yeah that would be cool so we were going to talk about uh stemming from a situation where our kids went out and needed an advocate oh yes so our kids in a group uh in a friend group went out to the movies this was last friday uh, it came together, you know, as it does here in small towns. Somebody sends somebody a snap or into oh, movies tonight, and then mm-hmm. a group of people was gonna go. And it was, uh, I don't know. It ended up, it ended up being, was it four boys, two girls, or four boys, three girls, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And I dropped my son off at the movie theater. Right when I got there, Joe's dropping Carolyn off. Uh, it's my son and his friend, actually. And they went in, and I got home, and I got a call. First, I got a call from one of my son's friends. It's like, oh, why is Haley calling me? They're at the movie theater. And then you messaged me. Mm-hmm. Hey, did Anthony? And then next thing I know, Anthony's calling me. I'm like, what's going on? We got kicked out of the movies. Well, I don't know how that happens. But I know, you know, I don't think my son is a saint. Trust me. Trust me on that, America. But I know in public... He is more scared of what's going to happen if I get up there <laughs> and some dude tells me he's been acting up mm-hmm. than the dude himself. So 
he right away I knew I, I didn't know what happened, but I kind of knew that my son Norman C was acting up. So I got up there and uh, found out what was going on. You know, one of the friends was talking loud and throwing stuff and. Then he stopped, but a friend of his kept going. And, mm-hmm. and they were kind of a couple of people that got attached to the right. outing. They weren't part of the original right. They crew. were not part of the original text. Mm-hmm. So they saw them at the movie and said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll hang out with y'all. And according to the story that I heard, I think you heard the same thing, is that it, they kind of caught the attention of the manager right from the jump. Now, I got some thoughts reason. on that yeah, that are going to be con- they're going to be very controversial. They're going to be strongly worded. They're going to be very controversial, but yes, we'll... we'll We'll get to that, right? Mm-hmm. So I get there, <laughs> and of course, everyone in town is there at the movie theater. We, li- we live in a small town. And okay? Johnny's like the mayor of Palm Coast. I'm not the mayor of Palm Coast, but <laughs> like all these kids are coming you're to my car. You're the mayor of Palm Coast, <laughs> but you're like the mayor of the kids. Well, you're the mayor of the parents, too. <laughs> all these kids you are coming. You can't go anywhere with Johnny Hampton. So my husband worked for Walmart for five years, and we go into this store mm-hmm. on a Saturday morning to grab a couple of things for a football and it's like I'm walking with Elvis. <laughs> of course. Right. Like it takes us three times as long <laughs> to go in there together to get stuff because he knows everybody and everybody loved working with him. That's what being out in public is like with Johnny is Hampton that true? in Palm Coast, Florida, because oh you know somebody everywhere we go. So all these kids are coming to my car, and as soon as I get there, one of the kids... I'm going to leave him nameless because he asked me not to tell him. And I did not. And I was like, yo, what? <laughs> In some strong language, what's going on? <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what you said. And he, and he immediately told on his friend. <laughs> Wasn't me, coach. So I'm sitting there. Carolyn had already left. And I'm sitting there. And, you know, I got the torn Achilles, so I just don't get out the car. I got I to gotta think. And I asked Santi to get your money back. He's like, nah, you didn't get my money back. Now, they were in there for, I don't even know if it was 30 minutes. Yep. And at that point, I'm trying to fight my my worst self. Because my worst self at 30 goes up there and just, I'm like just cursing everybody mm-hmm. and everything. And I don't want to embarrass my son. But at the same time, I'm like, you paid for a movie. You telling me that you didn't do anything. You're telling me your friend didn't do anything, but yet they still kicked you out, mm-hmm. and you didn't get your money back. So I said to him, I don't want to embarrass you, but we're going, about to get, we're going to get your money back. And I got out, and he got my knee scooter, and I, I, I was rolling up there. Haphazard. <laughs> I almost fell like three times. I was, no. pi- I was oh, pissed. No. And um, I got up there, and the manager tried to hide from me. Did I tell you that? Mm-mm. So I get up there. How old he, was he? He had to be late twenties, maybe. White. He was white. Mm-hmm. So I get up. <laughs> he was totally hiding from you. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up there, and he tries to send this girl up to the window, and I yell out, "Nah, man, you, I, you're the one I need to see, so you might as well come up here." <laughs> so he comes up there, and I simply said to him, "I had look, my son and his friend paid for a movie that they didn't see. We'd like their money back." And he's like, oh, well, they were people. I was like, I told him, and I, you know, I'm sorry, America. This is what I said to him. I said, I really don't give a shit what you're about to say. I don't even want to discuss it, really. I just want my son's money back. And he said, well, there were people talking. I said, well, if that's the case, you investigate and find out who was talking. And you throw them out. You don't throw eight people out. Mm-hmm. And then tell... And that's when, like, I, you know, one of my son's friends had told me she asked for her money back, and, and they said, it, "You got to leave the premises, or we'll call the police." Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm like, "You don't." That's what they told Carolyn, too. like, you don't threaten teenagers. Mm-hmm. And he started talking again. I said, "Look, I'm going to tell you again. I'm not interested in what you have to say." Him and his friend are going to get their money back, okay? And, I, and then I said to him, "I said, I understand. You didn't expect to see me here. I know what you thought." But I'm here now, and you're going to give them the money back. And he, sure enough, got their money back quickly. Mm-hmm. And we got in the car, and we left. And I told my son, uh, a little later on, at first, you know, I didn't think he, but he later on said, you know, he's glad that I went up there because he didn't want the guy to get away from it. He didn't want to say that in front of his mm-hmm. friend. So that made me feel a little bit better. But I couldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, 
I've been that kid. And when I, I actually, like, I, I think I texted this year, and I was like, you know, sorry, your night got ruined. And I think she mentioned, like, even when we got there, the dude was acting crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, to me, I know what that is. Like, you know, you got to leave, you know. We live in a town. Listen, we've had Dwayne on it before. And, you know, Flagler County is not great with race relations. And if you got four or five black boys with two pretty blonde hair girls, it it kind of raises your ire. And I think that's what happened. And so he was already on the lookout. And, you know, hey, uh, these two pretty blonde girls, they are part of, like, urban culture. So they dress the part. You know what I'm saying? Like, And people don't like that all the time. That's That's America, right? So mm-hmm. that's... So that gave me flashbacks of my youth. And back in my day, you know, we had to take a bus somewhere and my parents didn't have a car. So I didn't have an advocate. I would just have to, I would have just lost my money. Mm-hmm. Like some of those kids, I would have went home, told my dad, he would have been like, damn, I would have took the train up there. Like, yeah, by the time you do that. Right. And so in that moment, you know, I had to do that. And it, I mean, it was $6. Like it wasn't even a lot of money, but it's the principle. Mm-hmm. Like I think you wanted them out before they even sat down. Yep. And I and, and then you you know you're telling these young ladies, like one of them, who was a Latina, had to use the bathroom. No, you can't even come in to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Really? So what they did was so bad. Did they steal something? Right. And any weapons? So you, you you kicked them out for talking in the movie theater. That's what mm-hmm. you're telling me. And then they can't even use the bathroom while they wait for their parents. The movie has an hour something left. What if their parents are out? Mm-hmm. And they like, and they need to come back and get them. Right. So you know, I almost wrote a letter to the movie theater, but I stopped short of that. And I let strongly worded. Yeah, letter. I let Mike. I let Mike, the manager, rock out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very nervous. Took him. He was fumbling to get the money back. And you know, I just made it clear: you gotta do what you gotta do. But I, I didn't like it because I know where it comes. It comes from a place of hate to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think if it was seven white people we're not talking about this that's what i think mm-hmm. i don't disagree with that you know what i'm saying like or you know even if it's four white boys and two black girls we're not talking about this mm-hmm. that's what i think so but yeah i mean you know for my kids that's the only time now i lose my temper i used i used to lose it a lot uh, much more people could tell you i'm much more mellow and forward thinking than I used to be but when it comes to my son you know, when it comes to Tiara then you're gonna get the full mm-hmm. he got the he got the full mm-hmm. <laughs> I went through some of this with Joseph in elementary school for different reasons but you know Joseph was such a shy and anxious little one hmm. and he got a teacher in the fourth grade and they just clicked and she helped him with his test anxiety she helped I'm like I really feel like she was really responsible for a lot of him coming out of his shell and um he'd cut up a little bit and she understood it the way I did oh he's coming out of his shell Mm -hmm. you know so she'd redirect him or whatever but she didn't stress out about it right but there at the time at this elementary school was an assistant principal. And you know, those assistant principals are always the disciplined <laughs> ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. They want to be principal so bad. Too. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm certain she was trying to sort of scare him straight because his friend group looked a lot like his friend group now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and she would lay into him and she told him once and he came home on the bus holding back tears at, in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. And I called the teacher and, I don't know, blew up. But she, this this assistant principal told my kid that if he kept behaving the way he was behaving and hanging out with who he was going to be, who he was hanging out with, he was going to end up in juvie. <laughs> and we're talking about kids talking at lunch or squeaking <laughs> their shoes on the cafeteria floor. Like, like, listen, you know. And I know what that was about. That wasn't about squeaking it that was about she didn't like the kids he was hanging out with that's what i think that's what it is what I, uh, I mean I like and, and and these these are the things that uh you gotta watch for mm-hmm. and i've had teachers that have 
popped up over time that I've had to deal with. I had to deal with an English teacher last year mm-hmm. that I didn't like. Yep. And that I felt like, uh, you know, didn't like black students. Now, I'm not going to say a name because, you know, that's not fair to her, but that's how I felt. And we got into it and towards the end of the year. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I remember Tiara was in the fourth grade and someone called her an N-word at school. They didn't even call my house. Like, I got home, and it's very rare, like, you know, that Ed would be like, because you, you know her. She, you know, she don't care if I get mad. She's, you know, she's tough, man. Like, mm-hmm. she don't give a damn. But So when I get home and she's careful in telling me something, Ooh. like, I know. Something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got home that day, and she was like, Oh, Tiara got something to tell you. And I was just like, what is it? So she told me. And she didn't even, Tiara didn't even know what the word meant. Which, mm-hmm. you know, cool. You know, 2007. And I'm like, no one told me anything. Like, what's going to happen to this kid? Did he get in trouble? Nothing. So I went up to the school the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say the word because you need to hear, you know. So I get up there, and I'll never forget, that year, Tiara, they had the, back then it was the FCAT. Mm-hmm. They had the FCAT writing. She got a perfect score on the FCAT writing, mostly because it was about, write about your favorite holiday, and she loves Thanksgiving. Knocked it out the park, mm-hmm. right? So I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, you know, I need, and I'm talking to one of these assistant principals, and I'm like, yeah, my daughter had some troubles. Like, oh, who's your daughter? I'm like, my daughter, Tiara Hampton. She's like, oh, Tiara Hampton, we love her. She got a perfect score. And I said, and then the next sentence out of my mouth, I said, yeah, she did. And do you know someone called her a nigga yesterday? I said it just like that. And that lady was white. <laughs> she got even whiter. <laughs> As a ghost. Mm-hmm. And I said, and nobody called me. And that's why I'm here this morning. And, uh, they didn't want to tell me what they were going to do to the kid. Mm-hmm. And I had to make a call. I'll tell you, back then, I was only, <laughs> I, was, I was, what was I then? She was, if Tiara was nine, okay, I was only 30. 30-year-old Johnny's a different than 45-year-old Johnny. That's all I could say. And I, I left a message with the principal that made him understand that if I don't know what the punishment is going to be, then I might have to deliver my own. And then they called me and they told me he was suspended. And, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And I and I I have had to deal with that. I remember <laughs> Aunt Anthony said someone called him the N word, and him and his friends was got in a fight, and they wanted to suspend him, even though the boy who got beat up said Anthony didn't even touch him. And I called the assistant principal, call, call, call. He wouldn't return my call, so I showed up again. Hi, <laughs> remember me? Yeah, <laughs> I showed up. And you know this is a new and this is a new print. So the principal comes. Mm-hmm. He's cool, you know. I remember him. He used to be some teacher at at middle school. And I'm asking him like, "Yo, why you ain't calling back?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, you know this and that and this and that." Well, you know, I'm talking to you now, and I said, "You're talking to me now because I showed up here. You don't got a choice. I'm not leaving until you come." Mm-hmm. And it, it, and it's things like that. And then the next week, they confused him with another boy. Like, this all happened. Well, they all look alike, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? So, like, if if, uh. if I'm not there and my wife is not there as a constant pre- they they mm-hmm. get away with stuff. So, no, my son didn't get suspended for not hitting a kid. He, his kid, they chased him and then all the other kids beat him up. And he was like, oh, I'm not, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. You know, at that age, who knows, you know, mm-hmm. these kids getting stuff all the time. But he made the choice not to do anything that day, and that saved him. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's always difficult when you're raising a, you know, a young black man. And my father was a great advocate for me, and that's why I just, I take it so strongly. Mm-hmm. Um you know, not not to say it's you know tougher than raising any other kid. You know, but it it has unique challenges. It has unique challenges. I mean, I I could tell stories of different ways that I've advocated for both of my kids, like with this 
Oh, the dress assistant principal and and one time, you know, Carolyn was in dance for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and man, dance is a catty, catty world. Oh, girls. Yeah, man. Them young ladies. Are- well, and I mean, there's I grew up in it. I didn't really want her in dance and theater like I grew up because mm. there's so much about um, superficial stuff, what you look like. And uh, but there was a girl that was just sort of, you know, Carolyn, like she she wasn't there as a little kid with all these little kids. She mm. started when she was nine or 10. She was in the Zumba studio with me. That's where she learned how to dance. Mm-hmm. And so, but she was top of her class. She was getting the front and centers. She got rhythm. Right. And mm-hmm. so the girl who had been putting in the time since she was two, Madison. <laughs> Ma- <laughs> she didn't like Carolyn. Such a stereotypical name too. Right? Madison. Madison. <laughs> Didn't like Carolyn, and they competed a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. And Madison, she had the the benefit of having all those years there, and so mm-hmm. having all the friends. And so she tried to get her friends in it. And so Carolyn didn't want to do the dress rehearsal for the recital because she didn't want to be backstage with all these mm. assholes. So I walked her back to get her settled or whatever, and Madison was in her chair all prissy, and I bent down right to her face. Hi, Madison. I'm <laughs> Carolyn's mom all nice and smiling. I said, you're going to leave her alone tonight, aren't you? You're not going to bother her or call her a single name, are you? Smiled. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> but, you know, I talked to the teachers. I, ta- I, I they nobody, don't do, nobody wants to do anything. Nah, nobody wants don't do to enough. get in there and do anything. They don't do enough. Mm-mm. They don't do enough, man. No. They don't, they don't do enough. Man. Then I got a little nervous because Madison's mom looked a little tough. So I got out of there. <laughs> I didn't want to get tapped on the shoulder. Hey, but Mr. whatever. Like, if nobody's going to talk to this kid, you know who's going to talk to this kid? I'm going to talk to this kid. Like, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Like, I nope. remember I picked up Anthony from after school one day. And the kid said something to him. I'm like, you ain't talking to my son, are you? And he was like, he was in elementary school, fourth or fifth grade. I was like, you're not talking to my son. And the kid was older. He was like, no, sir. I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. I I thought you might have been. (laughs) I'm so glad I was mistaken. But I'm wrong, so we're going to just go. (laughs) I told Carolyn the story of what just the one that just happened the other day. The guy that, the contractor, I like this for for one of the vendors we use for our gym equipment. Mm -hmm. the, The problems get reported to me. I schedule the work. I talk to everybody there. I pay, make sure the bill gets paid. I do all of it. But this guy only wants to talk to my coworker, my male coworker. Whatever, my male coworker was on the phone. So I looked at the guy. He was waiting for us to sign off on the work order or whatever. And he's waiting for Winslow. I'm like, no, you can come over here. I can sign it. And he says to Winslow on the phone, he says, can she sign for this? No, the boss can't sign for it. Blink, blink, blink. I said, yes, she can, and you can speak to her directly. <laughs> and the thing is, like, so that's a that's a whole woman thing, right? Advocating for yourself as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it goes on all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, go all the time. And I actually had a, a thing this week at work. Like, my mm-hmm. boss is a woman. And, and I felt a kind of way about Mm-hmm. How someone else was treating her in a way, and it, it's tough. And that, that's a tough thing. It is, and it happens. Like sometimes I think it happens, and people don't even realize it. What What's the word? My, micro. Oh, microaggression. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had so many of those in my, <laughs> in my forty five years. It's like I'm sure. I have so many stories of like. Just underlying racism in offices where I've had to advocate for myself. I remember I was in an office lunch. I don't know what the lunch was for, but it was like someone's birthday or something. And there's like 20 of us in the conference room eating pre-COVID days. (laughs) Right? (laughs) All up in each other's germs. Right. And we talking. Hold on. What? We're back after a brief pause so my son <laughs> could make his protein shake after the gym. Hey, man, he got to live his best life. Yes, he is. He is. 
So in the pre-COVID days, mm-hmm. we were having a luncheon. It was a birthday luncheon. So everybody's in there. And, you know, we're just talking about different things. So we started talking about music. If you know me, like, I have an eclectic taste in music. I listen to everything. You really, you really do. Some people say that. Yeah. But you really do. It's, it's because of my mom, though. Like, I used to listen to the radio to go to sleep. And she wouldn't let me listen to hip-hop stations. She would make me listen to something in New York. And they have it all in every city. It was, it was Light FM. Mm-hmm. And Light FM would play. That's a season one story. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Light, yeah, Light FM would play different genres of love music. It's probably why I love love songs so much. Mm-hmm. I have a 400 play- <laughs> song playlist of love songs <laughs> from all genres. So anyway, I, I listen to everything. And um, I, I like country music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking and, and country music came up. And, you know, I was saying something about country music. And a dude looked at me and he said, what do you know about uh, country music puff daddy oh my god and i looked at him now then this is a like around the time anthony was born so i was 31 so he got the full and i looked at him in front of everybody owner of the company and i asked him and i said what the fuck does that mean and you could hear a pin drop in that place and he kind of stuttered a little bit stuttered a little bit and i asked him again i said no what the fuck does it mean first of all I'm dressed in a dress shirt, dress pants, and shoes. Do I look like a rapper? Like, what, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And so somebody diffused the situation. He came up to me afterwards. He came to my cubicle. And I'm like, I'll never forget his name. And Emil, I'm like, Emil, you disrespectful, man. Because I know what it meant. And you know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what it meant, like, for you to go there, something's wrong with you, Sam, champ. Like, we're not friends no more. I said, just, we're not friends anymore. He was, yeah. like, he was like, Johnny, it was just a joke. I didn't find it funny. It's the grown man version of stuff we've seen among some of the kids. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, you can't. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know what that means. So... Yeah, I mean, no, you know what it means. I just want to hear you say, right? Like, you know what it means. I want you to say in front of all these people because they laughing because they think they don't realize mm-hmm. what he said. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I've had, I got a bunch of stories like that, like being the only black person in the office, and even though I'm the first person there every day, somebody's saying, "Oh, Johnny jokes around." I'm always late because you know black people are always late. And I told him I didn't think that was funny. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know how I never got fired from a job. <laughs> 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 I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, now, now I take a different tack. I, I, I kind of, I'm a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot better. I, I, I can't, I, ch- I can control my mouth, but I choose not to. I, I, every time it happens to me at work, I say something. Every time. Do you find remember it that, hom- Remember that dude that called me girly? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you find, like, I find it hard and I found it, I found it hard, still find it hard. Like, so you grow up. And you're a woman, 70s, 80s, the sexism. Is it hard to remove that chip from your shoulder? I don't know that I've ever tried to remove the chip from my shoulder. I have. I've tried. I feel like I'm growing more into the chip on my shoulder. I think that there was a period of time of my life that I existed very comfortably in the patriarchy. Like for me. I didn't even really notice that. Like when I was younger, everything rubbed me wrong. You saying mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, when you're raised by my dad who grew up in this, he's born in, he was born in 57. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's eight, seven, eight years old going to visit his grandparents or something. I mean, he's got to drink from a different water fountain. Yep. <laughs> like, and you're raised by your grandfather. You have that constant. I used to tell people, they're like, why do you always get here so early at work? I'm the only black guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? You know the stereotype. Like, I can't. And it's hard to turn that off. And I've and I've tried, and it, and that's what I was talking about at the movie theater. Like I, mm-hmm. I tried my best to say it's just twelve dollars. Like him and his friend, it's it's just, mm-hmm. but I couldn't do it because of what I going through as a kid and what I what I perceived to have had happen. Mm-hmm. Now I can't say that's what happened. Like I don't know what's in that man's heart, right? But I've been in a situation where I've been couple of black people and all Asian people and you walk in somewhere and they're like well this this is odd let's keep mm-hmm. an eye on it right <laughs> you know what I'm saying like and that's how I perceived that night mm-hmm. 
And you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, you got four kids, black kids, and my old, like, you know, my son got the twist now. Like, they all look the part of what these people think. They should be acting like. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? And then what are they doing with these two beautiful, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like. And I can say that one of them has a mouth on her like her mom's. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sure. So seriously, when she called me and I thought, my my first thought was, well, how'd you react? What'd you do? Because I could see her, mm-hmm. honestly, saying to the manager or whatever, why are you yelling at all of us when it's just... Right. You know, I could see her seeing an injustice and in, in speaking up. So I thought, do I got to go down there and... Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I mean, really, no. And we just, we did what they told us. We left. But, and then she said, but they wouldn't give me my money back. You see, that shit ain't right. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I always send Joe to stuff like that because it was nighttime. I have had a bra. <laughs> And he's not probably, you know, I, he didn't think about going. No, I, don't think, I think the only thing he was thinking about in that moment was I got to get my little girl out of mm-hmm. here. Yep, exactly. I mean, he was out the door. And I know he seconds. told me. Because <laughs> yep. you, don't, you don't know what happened. Exactly. Oh, like, you know, I was still on the phone with her and he was no, you, out the door. You get kicked out. You're there. Mm-hmm. You, know that's the, you know that's the hangout mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so that's the only thing he was thinking about. Yep. Like when I got up there, like as soon as I opened my door, <laughs> I was like, so, so what the fuck happened here? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what I said, and all these kids were telling me, and I was. And they all told the same story. They all told the same. Mm-hmm. The story was this. Even the kid who got them kicked out told the same story. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, so this is the story. So now I know what's what, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, they didn't have time to get their story straight, right? And one of the kids goes to high school. <laughs> Johan, shout out to Johan, coach. I'll, I'll go up there and get the money back for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think we need that. <laughs> Yeah. Because you're going to be a little worse than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah. it is, it's it's uh, uh, an interesting road to navigate, advocating for your kids in different situations and then sort of what they pick up and how they'll in turn do it for themselves. Right. Like, so for me, my dad was always the same way. When my kid, if my kids tell me the truth, then I go up there and I do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. And if the truth, if their truth has a gray area where they could be in the wrong, then I don't go guns blazing. I'm like, well, maybe she interpreted it X, right. Y, and Z. But if you tell me, like, this teacher wouldn't let you go to the bathroom, but this other kid got to go, and we don't know why, mm-hmm. and you're black and the other kid is white, then I call the teacher, and she's talking about some other kid's love life. What is, like... First of all, what is a teacher concerned with a 12-year-old's love life? So, I don't even understand. It had nothing to do with my son either. Right, right. It's like, oh, well, he sits with, I'm like, well, oh, first of all, if you just would do your research, you'd know that these three people have known each other since they were two years old. And yes, two of them had a prior relationship, but doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So yes, they're still friendly because they've known each other since they were two years old. Yep. But you don't, you know, some teachers don't talk anymore. So. The lost art. Yeah, and this teacher, she had a southern accent to us. I told told my wife when she called me, she sounded like racist. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. That's so bad to say, but, I mean, you know, that's the place they put you in now. Teachers used to be better. I don't, and I, I think teachers are overworked and have a lot of unfair right but stresses on them that sort of take away that human part of them but i'll yeah but i want to follow that up but i also think parents used to be better for I, sure i think you know when i was going to school teachers and parents worked together mm-hmm. and somewhere along the line and i don't know what it is i don't know somewhere along the line we went from our kid being scared when the teacher sent a note home mm-hmm. to getting that note and going and blaming the teacher for it. Right. Like, and like we got like, real adversarial. Right. The parent teacher thing became adversarial. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, you know, if you went to, you know, teach, what do they call it? Parent teacher conferences. And a, and a parent said something about you. I mean, a teacher, there was no blaming the teacher. Like, <laughs> 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. telling them, oh, no, if you're not doing your work, you're not doing your work. If you're talking in class, you're talking in class. Like, that's what it is. And now it's like, oh, don't talk to my kid that way. Mm-hmm. And so teachers have their challenges. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do. But there are, just like in any profession, there are some rotten apples. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to go advocate for your kid when those rotten apples come up. Mrs. Lambert, formerly of Vincent Bynum <laughs> Elementary School. She's since retired. <laughs> See, Telling still, my kid he's going to juvie. I still live in the county, so can't do it. Yep, no, I know. <laughs> can't do it. Bless it. If any of my teacher friends from Wilson are listening, I think they'd agree with me. I don't think anybody <laughs> liked this woman. But shout out to Drusilla Lamb, who was the best fourth grade teacher. <laughs> Listen, she how you going to tell some kid they're going to be in juvie? I know. Shit is crazy. Too bad you didn't. Too bad you didn't keep in touch with that teacher, so you can like email her mm-hmm. graduation pictures yeah, of Joseph. I know. And then show his friends. Look, same guys. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same guys. Mm-hmm, same. One people. time, he was playing outside with a kid that he and Carolyn were playing outside with a kid that had gotten. Um, banned from some of the other houses around us. <laughs> and I felt bad for the kid. Like yeah. He lived with his grandparents, so you already knew right off the bat mm-hmm. he had some stuff, right, some going challenges, on. something's mm-hmm. going on. And this kid turned around and punched my daughter in the chest. <laughs> what the hell? Mm-hmm. And Joseph was like, it, like everything moved in slow motion. Like he was getting ready to go lunge for this kid pummel and him. just pummel him. Mm-hmm. And he got so mad at me because I stopped him. Because I was right there, and mm. I, I just—it was just an instinct. Stop him! I'll just get walk this kid home and talk to his parents right, or whatever. Right, right, right. But Joseph stayed mad at me because he said all my life, "You told me I'm supposed to stick up for my sister. I'm supposed to look out for my sister." Yeah, I could have handled it, and I totally understood where he was coming from. But you could handle it when I'm not there. Exactly. When I just happened to be right there, mm-hmm. well, he went to school and told some of these friends that he's headed to juvie with what happened <laughs> and they took care of it in the bathroom at school i bet they did they mm-hmm. packed him up i bet they did yeah you know people go punching girls so then miss lambert calls <laughs> <laughs> talk to me about my son's suspension yeah well and i was like well he earned it you don't care about this one but i'm taking him out for ice cream because you know if you want if you care about the reason why that happened yeah, yeah. no, I hear you. But she didn't care. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't care. Right. That's you know. That's but she didn't. She wouldn't have anyway. Right. She'd already pegged Joseph for somebody who needed to be saved from his black friends. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the one. The one fight I I, mean, I had some, several fights in school, but the one fight I had that uh, I, t- I actually told the story at my dad's memorial. I had a fight in the eighth grade, in which a kid. In shop class, Asian kid called me the N-word. And I got mad, and I pushed him. And he was clumsy. Right into the table saw. He No, he went into, oh, so you never heard this story. So he went into, he had a, a shop teacher, had a um, trophy case. And he went into, the, he went into the, the trophy case, cut his hand. So the dean at the time was my earth science teacher, Mr. Von Aiken. And every day in class, he would make me get up because he wanted my dad to pay for the trophy case that was broken. Now, I get home that day, and I'm like, yo, you know, I used to, I was a latchkey kid, so I had to mm-hmm. call my parents. You know, I tell my mom, hey, I got into a fight. Hey, call your father. <laughs> All right, cool. Mm-hmm. So I call him. He's like, okay, tell me what happened. Oh, this kid, he called me the N-word, blah, 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 blah. I pushed him because I got mad. I know I shouldn't have pushed him, and he went to the glass case. He's like, wait, wait, he called you what? <laughs> He's like, all right, cool. So they never called my parents. And, I, and that probably is the benefit of me being in what they, you know, the intellectually gifted classes, you know. So, you know, they were trying to take care. But he, he made me stand up in front of the class every day to um, ask me, hey, have you talked to your dad about paying for this thing? He asked me every day, and I stood up, and I would say, no, sir, every day, every day. So finally, <laughs> one day, I said to my dad, like, look, this guy's asking me every day. It's embarrassing. You want to come up there and, you know, and, you know, I don't got time to take off from work to go up there, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So what should I do? 
Here's what you tell him tomorrow. <laughs> you tell him that your father said he ain't paying for shit. And you say it just like that. It's like, listen, I don't know if I could do it. No, you say it just like that. So he called me up. Hey, Mr. Hampton, have you talked to your father? Yes, I have. <laughs> well, what did he say? Like, he was happy, too. Like, you know, okay, you, you're finally taking responsibility. I said, he told me to tell you he ain't paying for shit. <laughs> and I sat back down. He never asked me again. To this day, he never called my dad. That was sad. And the next year, I actually had a fight the next year <laughs> in ninth grade <laughs> where a kid told me, he didn't like the fact that I was dating a girl he liked, Asian kid, and he wouldn't move his seat in for me. I asked him to move in, and he told me I didn't move in because you didn't say it nice enough. And I tore him to shreds. He had to go to Six Flags Red Adventure with shades on. And Mr. Von Aiken, I got a pre-suspension for that because then he knew if I was fighting, there was a reason. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the reason. Oh, this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my dad was in that. He's the one who has me like that because you know he told the TJ ain't paying for shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a great story, man. That was a good story. That killed at my dad's memorial. <laughs> my, my, the owner of my company came to that. He, he would walk around and say, hey, I ain't paying for shit. <laughs> he did that for like weeks. <laughs> what a great story, Johnny. That's funny. So, yeah, so no, I'm growing into my shoulder chip yeah I, i'm trying not to existed very comfortably like it's so difficult for me not to see everything through that prism well it's why i think those that girl i've been mentioning with her podcast and her yeah. cushy business and her very privileged i think why it just like i hate listening to the podcast like yeah. I just, I, I have to keep poking the bruise because, <laughs> that used, I mean, that used to be my life. Well, listen, everybody starts off at a certain point, right? Like, so even in my family, like you live and you learn, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I remember dating a girl from Afghanistan. I was in uh, ninth grade and one of my grandmother's friends, my mom's mom said to me, so I hear you dating a white girl. Well, this girl's not white. <laughs> <laughs> she's Middle Eastern. Like, what are we what are we doing here? So, you know, so I had to educate a grown man. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was 14. So over time, you know, you learn and you should not be what does Muhammad Ali say? Like you a man at twenty five shouldn't be the same if if mm-hmm. he's the same at fifty, he's wasted twenty five years of his life. You you know that you like you say, it used to be your life. Mm-hmm. And then you Got out and met people, and so these these ladies feel like they're advocating for somebody, but who who are they talking to? That's that's the part that gets me about it. Like, who are you affecting with this? Nobody. You just you know. Like how do you, how do you get to do that? Like how do you make <laughs> you get to just like th- privileged people always want to tell the non-privileged how to live. It's how this country mm-hmm. has been built. They're not even talking to any non-privileged people. They're talking to each other. Right. Like, you always have an idea. And making each other feel really good about buying their organic bananas. Right. So, listen, people with, spinach smoothies. people with food stands can't afford to do that. Right. Their EBT I mean, that's card what is going to be. I was thinking today. Like, you know, like your EBT eat from card. the earth. Right. Don't eat something prepackaged. Cool. Cool. Well, I can't afford <laughs> right. that organic shit. the shape. deal. Yeah. The, the regular. Me, here's what I want to say to her. Tell me how much a gallon of milk costs. Right. The pesticide bananas cost $2 a pound. <laughs> the organics are yeah. $9 a pound. Yeah. Okay. I ain't got the money for it. Mm-hmm. But th- that's, that, that, you know, that's what it we do. It irritates me. Yeah, you know. You know what I always say about America? They lack empathy. They lack empathy, but these yeah. ladies sure think they have it. Yeah, and so does Manager Mike at freaking Epic Theaters. <laughs> Manager Mike. Who kicked out the very kids who have probably sustained his business. Because yep. only the kids really go there. Mm-hmm. Like, adults go to a better movie theater. And seriously, like, how many times, we've said before, even since living here, like, oh, I don't want to go to a movie and sit with all those teenagers on Friday night. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. The best like, time we saw a movie there, we saw during the day when there was that bomb threat at FPC. <laughs> so we picked Joseph back up and we went and saw Endgame. 
Oh, right. At like 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like perfect. I stopped going. We stopped, you know, I had to look out for poor Anthony. Like, you know, I, I stopped going. We went one day, and uh, we saw Rock. He was talking about, oh, Anthony, like, you didn't ask your girlfriend to cover. Anthony was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I love that boy. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, so talk to us in the Facebook group when we post this on Strongly Worded Wednesday. Let's talk about advocating. Yes, please. Advocate. Say some shit in the group. Say some shit in the group. (laughs) Give me a tweet. I really want to make the guest host of Way Too Early say the Strongly Worded P. He's not going to do it. He's going to do it. They're not not even going to get it. Let's not do that. Let's get the tweet up and see if it works. Give me some tweets. I'll read each and every, I'll send each and every one. I'll do one a day until we get one. And then whoever authored it, some strongly worded merch will come your way. Yes. Yep. Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. And listen, talk to us about advocating for yourselves, your kids, your friends. Let's talk about that, about looking out for one another. And um, I think this was a good conversation. Very st- We got strongly worded. Oh, yeah. We did. Manager Mike. Manager Mike. <laughs> Madison. <laughs> Dancer Madison. Uh, all right. So find us. Uh, visit our website, thestronglywordedpod.com. Check out our merch shop. Uh, visit us on Instagram at thestronglywordedpod. Talk in our Facebook group, the Strongly Worded Pod group. Yeah. And tweet us at the strongly worded P. <laughs> Every time. Every time. All right. This was a good one. I look forward to next week. We're back. Yeah. This will make three in a row. Three in a row. Just like the old days. Yes. Just like the old days. Keep listening. Run, them num- yeah. run those numbers up. Yeah, you guys. Thank you very much for all your support. And we will talk to you next week. All right. All right. Very good. This strongly worded podcast is written and produced by Johnny Hampton and Sue O'Lear. Music production and vocals by Marshall Max Lamont Hamilton and cover art by Samantha Shakes.